What's up, CJM Nation? It is episode three, and I'm your host, DJ Daniels, along with... Chris Olivares. And Matthew Roberts. And we are about to get into our top NFL news of the week. Let's go. We'll start off with Chris. What are we thinking? So seemingly overnight, I want to say it was maybe like Monday night or something like that, the Raiders just completely, in a complete overhaul, got rid of Josh McDaniels, their offensive coordinator, Mick Lombardi, and their GM, Dave Ziegler, and also benched Jimmy Garoppolo in favor of their rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. You know what's crazy? They uh, they benched Jimmy Garoppolo, and then the next day they posted, Happy Birthday, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that's so crazy. That was that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got... Uh, what do y'all think? So, Aiden O'Connell, I know we. Ha- I haven't really heard of his name. I don't know where did he go before. In all honesty, I don't even remember. I don't know where this like, guy's yeah, from, but he sounds he sounds like he's ready to go. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. we got they're they're gonna go away from Brian Hoyer, which I mean, but did Brian Hoyer really do that good? No, but no. I, I like Jimmy G. But I guess he's not gonna be the well, main guy why, anymore. Why would, they, why would they bench Jimmy G one game after his back injury? Yeah, I mean he's yeah, like still he, on the back injury. Yeah, and then again that Monday night game too, he had Devontae Adams wide open. Yeah, Dude, he, 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 he had like what? It was like throw. a sixty yard and a ninety yard touchdown, yep. wide open, and he decided, nah, I don't want to throw it good, yeah, and he just so overthrows him. Those two touchdowns would have won the Raiders that game. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. But, I mean, we'll have to see with Aiden O'Connell. I mean, all you have to really do Speaking is dump of that it off game, to, uh, The Lions really didn't look as tough in that game. They kind of barely They kind of barely squeaked it out. I told y'all this that the Lions are pretenders. And but Jameer Gibbs had his coming out party, man. He did, that was yeah. an amazing game. Did you see he jumped into the stands and then that that girl like uh, that like arm curled him, just picked him up. Yeah. That was pretty crazy, but I mean, he looked fast. He looked yeah, like he, he oh turned dude. it on. He unhooked the trailer. He looked really good. So the next thing, the Texans are two field goals away from being 5-2. and two. I know you guys aren't a real big Texans fan, but that's pretty pretty crazy that they could be 5-2 and two had they made some field goals. I know they just need to keep doing some work. This is kind of like something I want to talk about with you guys. I think that the Texans, they might not be a playoff team this year, but next year they should definitely be... A better team. Oh yeah, and they are a young team too. And I dog on the Texans a lot, but I like the team, and I can see them as a dark horse playoff team this year. Like they just need to get just a few things right every now and again. But overall, again, they're young. They're a first year head coach, and what D'Amico Ryan's doing down there in Houston is amazing. Uh, again, what we were talking about with the uh, Raiders, that new head coach seems like he's got that D'Amico Ryan's vibe. He wants yeah, he to does. win. Yeah. He wants to will that team to win. There was, he was a, a video, too. Sorry to cut you off, but there was a video, too, from the Raiders' locker room. I think just a few days ago after practice, you see players, like, laughing, playing, mm-hmm, playing yeah. pickup games of basketball and things like that. Like, it's just a whole different vibe. I think with that new head coach, I think he's going to come in and he's really going to will that Raiders team because he is, like he said in the interview, he's a diehard Raiders fan. He grew up in Compton being a Raiders fan, wearing the Raiders hat. So I think that <coughs> he could really will that team because that team is good. Oh yeah, they I mean, they're just a quarterback speaking away. Speaking on, on the Texans, I don't like the Texans. I, I, they're not even in my oh top my three favorite teams. I really don't like them. They're one of the only Texas teams that I, I won't follow. Unless they're like making a playoff run and the Cowboys are nowhere to be seen, then I, maybe I'll follow the Texans. But I, I will give them their credit, though. They're a good young team, and I really like C.J. Stroud. I think they're a good team. I think they have a bright future. And it's it's much like uh, the Titans right now with yeah. Will Levis. Oh, I mean, yeah. honestly, rookie quarterback Will Levis, he... I think he's the future of Tennessee, dude. Is, yeah. I really think he is. Um, so let me get y'all's opinions on the Germany and London games. I really don't like them. I think I don't, I don't like the international games. It's too early. Yeah. Players don't like the international games. games. Yeah. There's already uh, players, uh, Chiefs wide receiver, coming out talking about how he didn't. He doesn't really like that they have to go all the way to Germany to play a football game. Because yeah. like I mean, think about like the wear and tear on their yeah. body, like oh, the yeah. jet lag, they're tired, all that crap. Yeah, I think honestly they should be playing later in the day in. Germany yeah. to where like they're playing at noon here and they're just playing at a different time. I don't think they should be playing at 9.30. I think their bodies are probably going to be used to the, the noon kickoffs, the 3.25 yeah. kickoffs oh, yeah. or the night kickoffs. I think they should be playing at that time in Germany. At least then you can get more viewers. You can put it on red zone and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, I want to talk about uh, the Dallas Cowboys because last week, both you and Chris, because Chris is a Cowboys fan just like me, but both you and Chris chose the Rams. And then we went to our group chat and I said, How about them Cowboys? And you said, Well, it is just the Rams. (laughs) When are people going to stop moving the goalposts, man? Because people will go on, they'll pick the Rams. 
And then when the Cowboys dominate them, they go, well, it's just the Rams. Well, buddy, you picked the Rams. How, like, I, I don't get that. What do, you, what, what do you all think of that? It's still just the Rams, let's be honest. <laughs> but you picked the Rams, though. I know, it's still just For the Rams. For me, growing up a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know, you get used to the heartbreak, the botched field goal from Tony Romo, the, the Dez catch. Like, you get used to things like that. So the reason I picked the Rams last week, aside from the fact that I still think they're talented, I still think that they do have what it takes, but with Matthew Stafford being injured, that might derail their stuff. But being a Dallas Cowboys fan, I set the bar low, so that way when they exceed expectations, it's just a whole different feeling. And then when you lower, when they lose, you look, your when expectations you, exactly, are already when low. When you lose it, you're like, well, yeah, I already, I already saw this coming. So, so another thing is Big Kirko, Kirk Cousins got oh. hurt. That really hurt me. I love Kirk Cousins. I thought he was really good <laughs> in the Netflix show, and which I was just sad when I saw that. The video is just like the Aaron Rodgers one. He does get yeah. hurt. You can see it pop out. I really like Kirk Cousins too, man. It's sad to see because. Honestly, because Minnesota hasn't been good statistically, but mm-hmm. they are a playoff team. They're in the playoffs right yeah. now. Yeah, they're right like, now. Um, honestly, it sucks what happened with Kirk Cousins because he was going to stick around, you know. And whenever Justin Jefferson came back, I think they were going to be a dangerous team. Honestly, if you look at it too, Kirk Cousins was number three in passing yards yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. I think that team was fireworks with Kirk Cousins. People hated Kirk Cousins. Because he starts out games really bad, but, I mean, you watch those games, towards the end, Kirk Cousins is lighting defenses up, especially with Justin Jefferson. I don't know how well that rookie quarterback's going to do. Jaron Hall, that's his name? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, once, if... If they decide to bring Justin Jefferson back, it'll be pretty interesting because, I mean, you have... I mean, Jordan Addison could be Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. He's Rookie of the Month, too. If it's not so, C.J. Stroud, then it, it is Addison. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it, that's just such a good team, and it's hard to be a bad quarterback on that team. But that offensive line is horrible, so we'll have to find out. I know you guys are going to be upset with this next topic, the 49ers D-line. That is probably one of the best Dude, D-lines. The- yeah, no, it, it is the best D line yeah. apart from the Cowboys, which because it is a stacked D line. Oh yeah, you you oh, you have gosh. no. It is true, Jacob. <laughs> oh, There's so gosh. many pieces on that D line, but apart from the Cowboys D line, this is the this is the best D line in the whole league, dude. Yeah. You have you have Nick Bosa, you have Chase Young now. Like that is an electric D line, like. There's just no stopping him. Man, on to where he came from, the Commanders. What do y'all think about, like, the rumors surfaced this week with Bill Belichick supposedly going after the season is going to be traded and coach the Commanders. What do y'all think about that? I think that's dumb. No, I don't think he'll ever be anywhere but New England. Yeah. So do I. And I think Bill Belichick might, might as well call it, a, call it a career after the end of this season. I mean, he had his moments with Brady, with Brady and the Patriots, that six rings, the six rings, but I think it's time for Belichick to go to think career and retire. He made Brady or Brady made him? I think Brady uh, yeah, made him. I think Brady to, made him too. Uh, yeah, say yeah. Brady made him. But I mean, it could be interesting. <clears throat> that was just some of the things they talked about this week that Robert Kraft was openly talking about it. What, so. are, what are the commanders doing, dude? They're not that bad of a team. They're in the running. Yeah, and they got rid of all their And they young got talent. rid of all their yeah. young talent. Yeah. Like, I'm, honestly. I'm taking them off my Dark Horse team. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't know what the hell they're I'm, doing. Yeah, I like Sam Howell, though, but I mean, that team is. Yeah, they're done. Toilet, yeah. I think they need to get rid of Ron Rivera. Yeah, I agree. Ron Rivera is definitely in the hot seat. Yeah. But I know this is on your list. The Titans. Will Levis had a really good game. Are we blowing up that team and then just building around Will Levis? Or are you going to keep, like, D-Hop and Derrick Henry? Them. They kept D-Hop. They kept yeah. Derrick Henry. They didn't trade him with the deadline. Are you going to try and have, like, like give it? Uh, we'll let, see how well Will, Will Levis does the rest of the season and then see how he is next season. What do you all think? Realistically. I think Derrick Henry, his career is being wasted in Tennessee. Had, I think so, too. 17 yeah. rushes for only 75 yards last night. He had the lone touchdown, though. Yeah. yeah. But. That touchdown, he looked like he was planking into the end zone. Yeah. Pretty, he yeah. looked pretty crazy. But, I mean, is uh, Mike Vrabel in the hot seat? I would say so because, I mean, he's had he, what? Yeah, he had those, like, three years where yeah. he was in the playoffs and he'd lose against aside the really from, good teams. Aside from that Cinderella run that the Titans had when they first got Tannehill, mm-hmm. they haven't really done much in the playoffs. Yeah, and, I mean, is. He's not like we've seen him with a bad. You, when you judge coaches off of their bad years, and his bad years have been really bad. He, he refuses to get rid of Tannehill. Yeah. Refuses to get rid of uh, uh, Derrick Henry. <clears throat> I don't know. I think he's in the hot seat. I said it last night to my family. I was like, I don't know about Vrabel. He's just kind of, he's just he, he's just like an image that you know. That, yeah. And that's really it. He doesn't really coach very well. That team only sneaks into the playoffs. They oh, get yeah. lucky. You have an iconic Derrick Henry game where he goes for 200 yards, and he's impossible to stop. But yeah. 
Derrick Henry's getting old, and I don't think he can continue to have those monster games where he just completely takes over the game, and he's the one you can't stop. So I agree. I, I think, think he's in the hot speed. I think they need to make like a youth movement in Tennessee, similar to what the similar to what the Texans did too with the young mm-hmm. running back receivers. Coach, uh, not so much be young coach, but yeah. first year head no, coach, a rookie quarterback. I think that's what Tennessee needs to do in order to bounce back and become an actual contender for the playoffs in the AFC. I agree. Then the AFC South is week two, so it is definitely a, a toss up every year, whether it's the Jags or the Colts, the Titans. I mean, eventually it'll be the Texans again. But yeah. that that division's really a, a winnable division. But I mean, they keep folding with that old. Who talent. is the problem in San Fran? Because they lost again. Three games I straight. Don't know. I that, think the problem is just the fact that they don't have Debo Samuel because yeah. you, you, take, you take Debo out of the equation, Brock Purdy loses his security blanket. And also, you take uh, Debo out of there, you can focus <laughs> on Ayuk and Chris McCaffrey. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's it. That and, makes it easier for, for the defense. But well, they got Kittle too, dude. Yeah, but that's why uh, Debo's had such an off year. They really were just using him as a decoy. They put him in a running back, and then the Chris, Chris McCaffrey's out at wide receiver. You can dump it off to Chris McCaffrey, but Debo doesn't even touch the ball. He's just there. You yeah. always have to watch out for Debo. So I think. I think Brock Purdy, he's a good quarterback. He is. He's not great. But there, there, I mean, there's, not, there's not many people like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's a special type of quarterback because he is right now he's the fu- right now he's the future of that team. Yeah. And he's getting paid the bare minimum because he was Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. So I think honestly, <laughs> he could he might be the problem, but it's gonna t- only time will tell with him. I yeah. think that team once it gets fully healthy, that team is hard to beat. But, I mean, we've never really seen him in a situation, that team in a situation when everybody's fully healthy and they're in a playoff game. Because, obviously, you saw what happened last year. That whole team was destroyed. Fell apart in the NFC Championship game. So, it could be interesting. Um, Chris, I know you probably saw the Jordan Love info come out this week that the Packers organization is starting to think that Jordan Love isn't the answer. What do you think? Uh, I'd say I'm going to go ahead and disagree with the Packers on that one. Give Jordan Love time to grow. I get he was a backup for a couple of years. He was able to <coughs> learn behind Aaron Rodgers. But at the same time, let's use Aaron Rodgers as an example in his rookie year. Did he play lights-out football? Did he yeah. free, Did he elevate the team to where they needed to go? Did he take the team to, the first, to a Super Bowl in his first year as a starter? Yeah, I agree. I think Jordan Love, I mean, this is technically his rookie year. Exactly. He's never gone through a rookie struggle yeah. where he's throwing picks, he's going through these things. I think it's just going to take time. That team offensively is continuing to get better. So we'll just have to find out. And here's the thing: is Aaron Rodgers? Let's be real. He carried the Packers he did for so long. He carried them and carried them and carried them. So now that there's nobody to really carry, you have a serviceable quarterback and Jordan Love. He's he's okay, right? He was under the mentorship for a little bit. He's shown he can be good, right? Mm-hmm. So now, who's really to blame? I don't think it's Jordan Love. I think there's there's other factors to blame for their losses. Okay, so. That's most of the, it was pretty pretty quiet week this week in terms of NFL news. We had the yeah. trade deadline, and but there was nothing. We really touched base on the big kind of transactions. So let's kind of talk about our fantasy teams this week. Matt, what do you think? All right, so right now in one of my leagues, I am ranked number two, and um, honestly, I have I don't know. My team is a really good team, but this week it's looking kind of rough because because CMC's out, Drake London is out. Well, CMC's out because of a bye, mm-hmm. but Drake London's out because he's hurt. Yeah, That's and, crazy. And this is really another one of those weeks where it's a bye-mageddon. This is kind of a tough week. The 49ers are on bye. Yeah. Uh, the Jags are on bye. So I, I'm probably going to struggle this week, but Derrick Henry did have 19 points last, I have last a, night. I have another league where my team, by the projections, is better than my, uh, my team in the league where I'm number two. I'm number six in this league. I was on a four-game losing streak. I was 0-4. But now I'm 4-4. Four and four. I'm rising back up. I'm in the playoffs now, sixth, sixth in the in the league. I have a really good team here. I have D-Hop, only scored 10.50 after putting up, what, 30-something yeah. the game before. I have Travis Kelsey, Puka Nakua, Amari Cooper, Alexander Madison, Joe Mixon, Dak Prescott, Harrison Butker, and mm. the Packers defense. Oh, and on the, the bench, I just picked a Rashi Rice. Somebody, yeah. no, somebody dropped him. I agree. I think that, I mean, this week there's some good matchups, I think, with... The leader in fantasy points right now, A.J. Brown. He's going up against the Cowboys. 
He could have one of those games where he goes for 40 points, or he could have one of those games where he goes for six points. So. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough against uh, against that really tough defense and the Cowboys defense. You have Deron Bland, who's really he's really showing out right yeah. now. He has m- the most picks out of any anybody since last year. It's because he's breaking that coverage. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so obviously if you have any Chiefs players, too, to play in Miami, I think that's going to be a shootout. Oh yeah, it should be interesting. I have Travis Kelsey there. So. Yeah, so I, I have Patrick Mahomes. Man, and every Pacheco. time, every time Taylor Swift is in in, in attendance, <laughs> his stats are up, and I don't, I don't really care about all that crap. You know, the Taylor Swift showing up, well, but like, they, but they show the, they, they show the statistics <laughs> on the screen. And it's like, all right, guys, well, this is what he have has whenever Taylor's in attendance. This is what he has when he when they, she's not. And Michael I Parsons think. actually touched base on that too in his podcast, where he talked about like when you have somebody in the crowd that you want to impress, you're yeah. going to play to your <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it should be interesting. I mean, Colts, too, they have an easy matchup with Carolina. should be interesting. Any Raiders player, if you have Devontae Adams going up against the Giants, Giants second, secondary is trash. So could be some pretty good matchups. Could be a high-scoring fantasy week for everybody. But now let's get on to everybody's favorite segment, the NFL picks. Let's go. What are we thinking, guys? Alrighty. So <clears throat> let's start out with the first game. Obviously, it's the London game, the morning game. Who do we think, Chiefs or the Dolphins? I, after last week, what happened with the Broncos and the Chiefs, man, the Chiefs, they looked questionable. I'm going <laughs> with the Dolphins. They have, they turn games into track meets, just like Chris mentioned a couple of episodes ago. They they turn games into track meets, dude, and it's really, it's really crazy. Now, for me, I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs because I love the Dolphins, too, it is my man, but I, in all honesty, I... I'm not going to shy away from the fact that the Dolphins have struggled against winning teams this season. Mm-hmm. I think a combined record, the team that they have played, the team that the teams that they have won against, are is what eleven and twenty-seven. Yeah, and the teams that they've lost against have a record of twelve and four. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I think that the Dolphins' defense is horrible, and obviously Patrick Mahomes beats up on horrible defenses. And I just think that the Chiefs are going to have a bounce-back game this week. I don't think my – and Tyreek's chirping a lot, so I know Patrick Mahomes he's and gonna, Travis Kelsey in the back up. of their head oh, are yeah. like they're trying to win this game. I'm going to go Chiefs. So let's move on to our morning-noon game schedule. Texans and Bucks, my team, what are you all thinking? I got the Texans. I mean, the Bucks, they played, I guess, okay, right, against the Bills. But, I mean – the Texans, they can't lose again, dude. Yeah. So I'm going with the Texans. I'm going to go with Texans, too. I think that the Bucks, you shut down Mike Evans or you give a good defense against Baker Mayfield, he's going to mightily struggle. I just think that that Bucks team, it looks good on paper, but given a good defense like the Texans, they're going to struggle. What do you think, Chris? No, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you with the Texans there, and especially because they're coming off of an embarrassing loss against the what was it the 0-4 Carolina Panthers yep. they're going to look to rebound so I'm going to go ahead and take the Texans here too before right. we get on to the next game uh, what was y'all's records last week uh, gee, I don't even know maybe 11-5 I think I was like 13-4 and four. yeah or not tw- counting the Thursday game I, I counted the Thursday game because I, I got it right well, the, Mm, who did play last Thursday? What, what was the team's game? Uh, I don't even know. I forgot, but I, I know I got it right because we yeah. talked about it on the last podcast. I think you got it right too. Okay, yeah, I think because it, it was a blowout. Alrighty. Yeah, I had a then I had a record of ten and six. Sweet. Okay, yeah, I had so and four. let's talk about the next game: Seahawks and Ravens. What are y'all thinking? I have the Seahawks because a couple uh, last week before I forgot who it was that played. They're now the second seed. The Seahawks were the second seed, and you guys know how I feel about the Seahawks. They're my f- second favorite team in the league. Always have been. And honestly, I really, I really like their team right now, man. I mean, they got so many good players. Mm-hmm. They got uh, Reek Woolen. They got Witherspoon. They got such a good defense. I'm excited for them. I'm picking the Seahawks. I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Seahawks too because I've been seeing a lot of stuff that this is like a resurgence of the Legion of Boom, and I'm not buying into that just yet. I still want to see a little bit more. But I am gonna take the Seahawks against Lamar Jackson because I think that defense can, uh, what is it, suppress Lamar Jackson. And that Raiders, Raiders, the Ravens offense. <laughs> I'm going to go against you guys, like always. I think it's going to be a Ravens win. I think Lamar Jackson had a horrible game last week, but they still won. I think that Ravens team is finally coming together. They won with, with Lamar Jackson having a bad game. Gus Edwards wants to have another big game. I think the Seahawks' run defense is pretty bad. I mean, you're going to have to contain Lamar Jackson. I think it's going to be a Ravens win, but it might be another ugly game from Lamar. But I think Gus... The Gus Bus will carry the Ravens into a win. Our next game is the Cardinals and the Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns. I think that, obviously, that defense is horrible. And, and 
Chris just told me that Deshaun is going to play. Oh, yeah, he will. Yeah, oh, he so I'm going to have to go with the Browns here. So, I mean, he played a couple weeks ago, but then he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. But, um... The, the Cardinals just lost the only thing going for them, and that's yeah. Josh Dobbs. Josh they Dobbs. traded him. Yeah. I don't know why they did that, because Kyler is not good. He's not a good player. Yeah. Um, but I got the Browns because they just traded away the only thing that was working for them. So are you saying that the Cardinals are going into a rebuild? Because they got rid of their like really good back. I mean, good backup quarterback, and they're gonna they're starting the rookie right, or is Kyler Murray back? Kyler Murray is not back yet. I don't yeah, think so it's next. So they're going to start game. another rookie. So what does that mean? Does another are they moving away from Kyler Murray? So that's just something that, that they want to. I think that was a talk, so especially because this is a new system too. This is no longer the Cliff Kingsbury air raid offense. <laughs> I love Cliff Kingsbury when he was at Texas Tech. <laughs> All right, so our next game is the Bears and the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints too. Because I really like the Saints. Like I said th- last week, they're one of my top five teams. Yeah. But probably I have them like three or four. And um, I really like watching them. I have a friend who's a Saints fan. And whenever I say, uh, like, most Saints fans don't like Derek Carr, he's one of those, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like Derek Carr. But I like him. I think he's an okay uh, quarterback. Yeah. He's serviceable, you know. I mean, if the Raiders had him right now, they would be much better. I right? agree, yeah. I so, think they'd definitely be, honestly, be a I, I really, I, I look forward to that game. I got the Saints. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Saints, too. I think the Tyler uh, Bagnet. Yeah. Badgent. Yeah, Badgent. Uh, experiments over. Obviously, he struggled. We saw that yeah. on primetime. I don't know why they oh, keep yeah. putting the Bears on primetime. Yeah, it's the Bears and the Chargers. They just yeah. keep putting them on primetime and so, going, here, watch this. I think that it's just, I mean... You're going to have to get Justin Fields back, and he's not going to be back. So I think that it's going to be an all-Saints game. What do you think, Chris? No, I think the Saints do have a more talented overall team compared to the Bears. And I don't know, what was it, a 30-7, to 30-14 to 14 loss yeah. that the Bears had on primetime? No, I, I would have preferred to see a, a Cinderella run with Tyson Badge and, like, the Bears make a playoff push or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think that's going to happen. And... I'm not saying that the Saints are going to destroy them. It is going to probably be a relatively closer game than what we're expecting, mm-hmm. but I do see the Saints pulling away in the end. It really just goes down to everyone says, like, the Saints are going to have our Derek Carr-led games are going to be these big blowout games and these struggles, but they usually end up on top. Yeah, they oh, keep yeah. winning. Yeah. <laughs> our <laughs> next game is the Vikings and the Falcons. What are y'all thinking? Man, I got the Falcons because... Or do I? I don't know. I don't know who I have. They got the rookie quarterback, so Jaron Hall... Gonna be pretty tough. I mean, you just dump it off to Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkins. I'll take the Falcons. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Falcons too. I think Taylor Heineke is really good. And I know you guys don't like him because he was a commander, and y'all say that he had the one good game where he almost beat Brady. But I think he's a good quarterback. I think they shouldn't have benched him. And uh, the Commanders, I think the Commanders are obviously just a, a dumpster fire right Man, now. Man, I, I wish Atlanta still had Mariota. Yeah, yeah I, I, thought about, I thought about that the other day. I was like, you should have never gotten Mariota. Yeah. If you had the plan to bench Desmond Ritter at one point, then you should have never gotten rid of him. Yeah, especially with the unit that they have now and Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I think that will... Drake London's going to be out, but maybe that means more targets for Kyle Pitts. I yeah, don't know. So yeah. it could be interesting. Uh, what do you guys think of the next game, Rams-Packers? I got... I got the Rams. Yeah. Y'all yeah. picked them last week. I'll pick them this week. <laughs> I, go, I, I have yeah. the Rams. I'm going to go with the Packers, mainly because Matthew Stafford and that thumb injury to, I think, I don't think it was his throwing hand. No, I don't no. think it was his throwing hand. Oh, I it don't was. know. Yeah, it was, because remember, he slung his arm to, to like, throw the ball, and he hit one of the Cowboys' uh, Yeah, helmets. I remember if it was uh, yeah. Diggy Zua or somebody, but yeah. he did hit the side of it, and when he was pulling his thumb back, like, it got caught in the face mask, too. Ooh, yeah, yeah. so, I don't know, but Matthew Stafford's tough, though. No, That's he's the true. toughest he quarterback tough. in the yeah, league, yeah. so... I'm going to go Rams here. I think, again, I like the Rams offense. I think that Rams offense could outscore a lot of teams in the NFL. So I'm going to go Rams. But I don't think Jordan Love struggles. I think Jordan Love has a good game. I think it's a shootout. Poor defenses against poor defenses. I'm going to go Rams here. Our next game, our final game of the morning games, the Commanders-Patriots. What do y'all think? I got the Patriots. They, they, I think they're battle ready now because they just faced the Dolphins, yeah. one of the best teams in the league. But... Take a look at the Commanders. They are in the dumpster right now. They, really they traded all their best players away for absolutely no reason because they weren't even that bad of a team. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. They're going to lose. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree with Matt here. The the Commanders, they had what it take to they had what it took to be a potential wild card in the NFC, but now that they've traded away um who was it? Chase Young and I forgot I'm blanking. Montez Sweat. Montez yeah. Sweat. There you go. And coming up against the Patriots team that has struggled this season, but 
I do feel like the Patriots are going to pull it together, at least for this game, and come away with a win in Foxborough. Uh, I'm going to go Commanders here. I think that that Commanders offense, their defense is going to be horrible. Obviously, we saw those yeah. two trades. Oh, yeah. I think their offense is really good, though. I mean, with Brian Robinson, t- Scary Terry, and Sam Howell, I think Sam Howell is good quarterback. He obviously, we saw last weekend, he went blow for blow with the Eagles. I think oh, that yeah. offense can carry but the defense is going to struggle. I'm going to go Commanders. Also, the Patriots' number one wide receiver tore his ACL. So they're going to be wide receiverless. It's so, Juju time. It is it's Juju, Juju time. time. I like Juju. Everybody yeah. I know hates Juju. I like Juju. I'm on the Ju- I like Juju. I, I do like his TikTok dance, but he's a good receiver. He's I drafted good. him in fantasy for the past, like, four years. I've been on I the drafted Juju. him, too. Yeah. Yeah. I like Juju. But so let's go on to our afternoon games. Colts, Panthers. What do y'all think? I got the Colts. I betted against them last week, but last week they were actually playing a good team, not the one in four, one in five mm-hmm. uh, Panthers. I don't know. The Panthers not good at all. <laughs> the Panthers are not good. They're, they're not good. So I got the Colts. They have a good team. Yeah, Jonathan gonna, Taylor, Michael Pittman. I'm gonna ride with Minshew Mania here. I'm gonna take the Colts in this game too, especially against the Carolina Panthers team that is still in a rebuilding process. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'll probably take the Colts as well. I think the Panthers will finish two and six, one or two and six. That's what they're. I think they'll finish like one and sixteen or two and fifteen. I think they're gonna have a That'd really be bad sad year. If the, if the one was the Texans, right? Yeah, I know, but it happens every year. Yeah, but again, this. like I'm gonna take the Colts here. Our next game is Giants and the Raiders, a mid off. What do y'all think? Snooze fest. Honestly, I mean, you said uh, you told me earlier when we were talking that Daniel Jones is back. Let's see how he does. I don't know because Max Crosby is good at making. Uh, like the quarterback's life hell. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know who I got. I, I I guess I'll take the Giants. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna ride with the Giants here. Um, despite the fact that last weekend we saw 13 consecutive punts in the first <laughs> quarter in that Jets and Giants game, but I do think the Giants kind of re- kind of semi rebound. It's not gonna be a high scoring game. It's gonna be one of those low scoring snooze fests. But I do see the Giants coming away with the win. You guys are crazy. It's definitely going to be a Raiders win. I think that Giants <laughs> O-line is horrible. I think Max Crosby is going to have a career day. I think he's going to destroy Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is coming off injury. How long has he been out for? Three weeks? Three, four weeks, yeah. Yeah, he's going to come back against one of the best, one of the better D-lines with Max Crosby. Yeah. I think Max Crosby tends to be unblockable, so I'm going to go Raiders for, here. For me, though, when it comes to the Raiders is the fact that, like, they're having to deal with all of this change in such mm-hmm. a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah that is true. Who's their quarterback, you know? Yeah. So, And especially because they just promoted, uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name too, but uh, the new head coach for the Raiders. Yeah. I forgot what coordinator or what position player he, what position coach he was. But I do see that in the long run he might be good. But in this game right now, in his first game, I don't think it's going to be that good. Didn't this happen last year, though? They, they fired our... It might have been two years where they fire their head coach. They'd been so oh, bad. Yeah. It was the year and they, they come the back. That, it was two yeah. years ago, but they come back and they they that had game, they, yeah. they almost made a playoff run with that one head coach. Was it uh, Rich Pasaccia or yeah. was that yeah, his name? Yeah. Dude, he was good. Yeah. He was good. I would, I would always laugh because that guy looked like Goldberg, the wrestler. <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, I got, I thought he was a good coach. I thought Still they should have kept they him. Never got him. They never at least gave him an interview. Yeah. I think honestly, it's just gonna come down. It's gonna be one of those games where that the Raiders team is gonna want to win because the, and then they'll. It'll be all this They'll huge story that Josh McDaniels was the problem. Yeah, I'm going to go Raiders. And now to the most important game, to at least you two, the Cowboys <laughs> and the Eagles. What are y'all thinking? Y'all go first. I want to hear what y'all I'll probably say. go Eagles just because I'm not biased. I think the Eagles are really good. I think this will probably be the Eagles' toughest test, especially right now, because I know oh, yeah. Jason, or Jason Kelsey's come out and said this could be his last year. He's also said they struggle a lot and that you, just, you see him on the sidelines, obviously – Frustrated. It should be interesting. I'm going to go Eagles here. I think that if the Cowboys' special teams and defense isn't clicking immediately when the clock starts, I think Dak struggles, and he doesn't have that confidence. What do you all think? All right, I'm going to go ahead and set the stage here. So the Cowboys and the Eagles, one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. Like, you can never underestimate either one of these teams when they play against each other, whether it's in Dallas or whether it's in Philadelphia. These two teams are coming are coming together at one of the most crucial points of the season. This could potentially determine who's the number one seed mm. or who even wins the division. So that being said, it is in Philadelphia, and it is against it, and it is against a very uh, competitive opponent. I think the Philadelphia Eagles take this first take the first game. I do think the Cowboys are going to win the second time around at home. 
where they're in front of their home crowd. But this time, I think the Eagles take Good it. Take. All right. Well, I got the Cowboys, and not just barely winning. I have the Cowboys in a blowout. Dak Prescott is the king of the NFC East. I don't care what anybody tells me. He is a good quarterback. He's the king of the NFC East. And honestly, dude, honestly, he played magnificently against the Rams. That was a really good game. He did great. And, you know, if the defense keeps clicking, I honestly think that the Eagles are very fraudulent, man. They barely beat the Dolphins, and it was because <laughs> of because of all the no-calls, dude. That, oh, yeah, that, officiating that, team, that, that officiating team was absolutely horrendous, and it made me just want to gouge my eyes out, man. I was like, <laughs> what am I watching? This is, But honestly, I had the Cowboys by a blowout. All right, that's that's a hot take. All right, so the Sunday night game, obviously this is probably one of the bigger games of the day. If it wasn't for the Cowboys and Eagles, this probably would be the bigger game. It's oh, yeah. Bills and the Bengals, primetime game, like it was uh, obviously last year, the whole DeMar Hamlin thing. What do y'all think? Well, I got I got the Bengals because um, they're just on a roll right now. Mm-hmm. They're a really good team. They have T. Higgins back. They... Um, Jamar Chase. Now they're just clicking too. They're just playing like they need to play. And honestly, I don't know what's up with the Bills. They won against the Bucks, but like they're not doing that good. Yeah. They're really not. And Josh Allen. Away from losing. Yeah, Josh Allen is kind of a fraud. Uh, oh my gosh, I knew you were gonna <laughs> say that, bro. Like he oh is, dude. And I like him as a person and as a player. I love him, right? But like, dude. All, like I don't know what it is, the Madden curse or whatever it is, but he's <laughs> he's been throwing it. a lot of picks this year. I mean that's just that's how he is. I mean that's how quarterbacks are when they have that air raid offense. You throw a lot of picks, but you end up. But you, when Dak Prescott throws a tipped a tipped interception, oh my god, he's a, he's an interception <laughs> machine. Well, what did you say in our in our group chat? You went and you said typical, typical Dak. Dak Prescott, <laughs> like dude, it's true. it was a tipped <laughs> pass. What do you want him to do? Okay. All right. Anyways, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I think it's typical Joe Burrow fashion. He loses the three games. He realizes how bad he's been playing. And that he'll come back and he'll start smacking people around. And again, honestly, if the Chiefs don't figure it out and they start losing these bigger games, and they obviously they have their problems because they don't really have a whole lot of wide receiver talent. If they can't figure these out, I think the Bengals could be one of the teams that wins the AFC this year. What do you think, Chris? I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on that one, too. I've seen Kansas City struggle the past couple of weeks, but apparently uh, Patrick Mahomes was sick this last game, so it's probably the excuse that they're using now. But as for the Bengals, like you said, that they – what were they, 0-2, 0-3 at one yeah. point? And then now they're, what, 4-3, and 5-3 and now? Mm-hmm. So I think that the Bengals could continue this climb to go up to potentially the number one seed when it's all said and done. And I'm going to go ahead and pick the Bengals over the Bills, too. All right, so the last game of Week 9, Jets-Chargers. I know we had talked about this. You've got to stop take, or start taking the Chargers off of prime time. Yeah, when I are they, gonna, I, I when are they just going to start flexing teams out of prime time? Yeah, yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. I'm like, surprised should, that wasn't done this week. Yeah, yeah flex up and, and they, the they should have been. There. It should have been Cowboys-Eagles Monday night. Yeah, I don't know why oh, they yeah. even – that was even not the 3 o'clock game. It should have yeah. been a Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I don't think the Jets Yeah, I, I got the Chargers too. The Jets – Barely beat the Giants. Like, yeah. come on. And then, I and mean, the Giants without Tyrod Taylor because yeah. he got hurt. Oh, he got true. sent to the With, hospital. Um, like, what, Danny DeVito's cousin or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Derwin James against Garrett Wilson. Like, come on. It's Derwin James. Oh, yeah. But so that's going to end our NFL picks. Matt, I know you talked a lot all week about these fights. What are you thinking? All right. So we have a UFC fight night. And we have um, in the main event, we got Jelton Almeida versus Derek Lewis. I got Derek Lewis. I mean, Almeida is doing really good. He's 19 and 2. Derek Lewis, he's 27 and 11. He might have, like, it might just be the hype train for him, you know, because he's an entertaining fighter. But honestly, I, I think he could win this fight. I have Derek Lewis. I agree. I'm going to go with Der- Derek Lewis, too. I think he, I mean, he's definitely a lot bigger than, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Jelton? Yeah, Jelton Almeida. Yeah, Jelton. I think that Derek Lewis is just a lot bigger. He's almost 30 pounds bigger than him, or 30 pounds more than him. I yeah. think it's going to be Derek Lewis. And Derek Lewis loves being the star. And I think at the, when they're going to be on the start, like the big stage, Derek Lewis is obviously going to take it. Yeah. What do you think? No, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you all, too. And he, is the, and he is the more experienced fighter going into this fight, too. Yeah. So he does know his stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and take Lewis to win this fight. So on our co-main event, we got uh, Gabriel Bonfim versus Nicholas Dalby. I got I got Bonfim on this one. He's 15-0. and 0. Uh, Nicholas is 22-4-1. I, I have the 15-0 Bonfim. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to take the Nicholas Dalby thing. I think that he's 22-4. and 4. 
but obviously he's got the experience against a 15 and 0 fighter. Is this this is probably his one of the bigger fights he's had? Yeah. So I'm gonna go the more experienced fighter with Dalby. All right, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to ride there. He is 15-0, and 0, but he is also a lot younger, 26 years old, compared to Nicholas Dalby, who is 38. And he does have the height advantage, but Dalby does have the reach advantage, too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so what were you telling me about the Austin fight, Matt? Okay, so... Real quick, let, let's talk the, the the fight before the co-main. So we got uh, Rodrigo Ferreira versus Dante Mace. What do y'all think of that? I got, I got Dante Mace. Uh, shoot. Yeah, I'll probably go Dante Mace. Actually, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go Rodrigo Nascimento. Nascimento. Ferreira. 11 and 1. I think that, I mean, you've lost almost half of your fights. Like, yeah. come on, Dante. Let's, yeah. You've lost half the fights. <laughs> yeah. I think that he is a little bit bigger, but you have a small fighter like that. So I'm going to go with Rodrigo. All right. So what do you think, Chris? I'm going to ride with Dante Mays on this one, especially because for me, it's what... For me, I look at the reach of the fighter because you don't have to get that close when mm-hmm. it comes to connecting with a punch. So I think Mays does have the advantage. It is just by one inch, an 80 to 81. Yeah. But I do think that could play a factor. Okay, so tell us about the Austin fights. All right, so UFC Fight Night is coming back to Austin, Texas in December, I think it is. So that's going to be good, man. December, uh, Saturday, December 2nd, 2023. Um, I don't know if there's a card announced yet, but that looks exciting, man. Maybe maybe we'll make a trip down there or something. Yeah, I don't know, man. That'd be, yeah, pretty, that'd cool. be pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited. I hope that the Austin, uh, more, it's the Moore Center, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I Moody, that, Moody Center. Yeah, Moody Center. I think that could be pretty cool if it was expanded. Have a big UFC fight. That'd be cool. I w- I would go see that because yeah. everybody, like every big celebrity, would love to come to Austin. I yeah, know Joe Rogan is in, t- Austin. He's in Austin. Yeah, so I think a lot of celebrities would go. So it'd be pretty cool to be able to go see all those like huge celebrities go there. So I, that would be pretty cool. So now we're gonna go on to our NBA segments. Let's talk about some of the big news that happened this week in the NBA. James Harden. Yeah, James Harden. It what do you think of it, been a Chris? week for uh, uh, James Harden. What do you think of it, Chris? James Harden going to the Clippers. And I'll say this is the first I'm hearing of that. Is really? You didn't hear about that? What do you yeah, think about yeah. it, Jacob? Yeah, I think it's cool. I Obviously, I know you guys probably think, like, Houston, but I love James. I, yeah. I liked him when he went to Brooklyn. I was sad he left the Rockets, but at a certain point, I knew he wanted to, he wants a ring. And I think... If he and with what he the comments he had this week that he was on a leash in Philly that he was in a system and then he said he is a system. If James Harden can go back to where he's dropping like forty to sixty points a night, I think that team could be one of the toughest teams to beat with how much star power is on that team. What I think, think so. Matt? I think so too, man. Like they have all the defensive assets they need. The Clippers, they yeah. have Kawhi, Paul George. I mean, Russ is kind of washed, but dude, he, if he returns to form, if he just like magically goes back to what he was before, damn, they are a force to be I reckoned with. I think, honestly, if he can be a facilitator and he can just dish yeah. the ball around, I think if that whole team plays and Russ is just dishing out assists and being like how he used to do when he dropped triple doubles night after night, that team could be really good, especially with Kawhi and Paul George. You could have James and Paul George on the perimeter and then have Kawhi and Russ in the paint. And what else are you going to do? I think that team is gonna be, could be really good if everybody and everything on that team clicks. So let's kind of talk about the Victor Wemba. I'm just going to say Victor Wemby news. He had a <laughs> hell of a game. Oh, yeah, he 38 points. A night. Yeah, oh, he yeah, did. man. What do you think oh, of that, man. Chris? Because you're the, you're the, the Spurs, Spurs fan here. Yeah, so being quite honest, I didn't catch that game because yeah. I had to work on some stuff. But when I saw the stats the next day, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. With 4.15 left in the game, it was tied, 116-116. to 116. Then all of a sudden, Wembanyama just clicked. 10 points, 4 for 4 on field goals, 3 for 4 on free throws, and 1 for 1 on 3 points on uh, three points made. Yeah, that, that, that was great, man. He, he uh, We were talking about it with me and Jacob, and um, that the 38-point game puts him, like, what, fourth all-time for points scored by any Spurs rookie ever? Yeah. And oh, yeah. the only one in front of him is, like, David Robinson, like, three different times. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I saw. I got the notification last night, and I was yeah. like, "Dang!" I, he I put mean, up like oh, sixteen yeah. five, sixty-five <laughs> yeah, in fantasy. That, I mean, obviously, uh, he's gonna be. And you're the playing guy. him yeah. too, aren't you? Yeah. So I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's tough. But obviously, at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't say I wanted him to struggle, but I did want him to struggle <laughs> because he, all throughout the off season, they were like, "The Rockets are gonna get the first pick." He's he, and he like you saw the video on draft night. He was a little upset that he went to the Spurs, but obviously I'm sure he's gotten over it. But oh, yeah. you know, 
38 points is tough on a rookie. Our rookie, Amen Thompson, has been playing like trash. Yeah. I think all the other rookies honestly have been ba- playing like trash. Except yeah, for not Amen's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Amen's brother's been doing uh, a, sh- a shore? I don't know how to say his yeah, name. But, yeah, know. but he's been doing really good. Scoot Henderson, though, has been playing like trash. And he was the he was the guy on draft night that was saying that he was going to be was rookie, gonna be of, the year. rookie he of the was year. Him, yeah. yeah, no. And that... Uh, Weminyaba was getting too much uh, press, and that Scoot was going to be the guy, and he has just yeah. mightily struggled. And so I know Matt, you're going to like this. That Dallas is undefeated. Dallas is four and zero, and you know what? We got the Denver Nuggets tonight in the the in season tournament. Yep. That new concept that they thought of, and honestly. I have the Mavericks, dude. The Mavericks, they're doing really good. They are playing the way they need to play. The only thing is someone's going to need to stop Jokic. Nobody really can. Yeah. Um, but they're just piling on points and just doing what they need to do. Like, Luka is outrageously he is, good. Yeah. He's just magical, dude. Luka magic. <laughs> Luka magic. Huka, Huka Doncic. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, on the other side of that, Boston is also 4-0, which is pretty oh, surprising yeah. because, I mean, I we talked about this earlier that Boston is one of those teams that – Barely 500, but they sneak in and they start doing work in the playoffs. But it should be an interesting. I don't know how long. I thought Dallas was going to struggle this year. A lot of reports came out last year that Dal- like Dallas is going to go into a rebuild. Luca wants to leave, but I mean, starting out 4-0 is a pretty positive sign. Luca will never really leave the Mavericks. I don't think. I think he's yeah, another Dirk player because he's one of those international players yeah, that, like, that, that, that they, yeah that wants to stay. And they took a chance on him. He's loyal. Yeah. He's a loyal guy. He's got his roots in Dallas now. Yeah. yeah. So let's kind of talk about the in season tournament. I know it's kind of like a new concept they're doing, but it's interesting. Somebody, some team gets a trophy at the end yeah. of the season for like in season champions, which doesn't make sense. Our team's to me. just gonna, our players just gonna sit out because it doesn't matter. It's not like a finals game; you're not getting a ring. Or is it gonna matter to players and they're gonna sit out until they get I mean, the it still counts yeah. for their normal season record. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's just like any other game, so, I guess. First game of the night is Cleveland and Indy. What do y'all think? I have Cleveland. Yeah. I like Donovan Mitchell. I like uh, Karis LeVert. I, I like a bunch of the players yeah. on the I like Cavaliers. I uh, like Donovan Mitchell, too. Spida, I think that that Cleveland team is pretty good. I think, obviously, they, they were in the playoffs. Did they make the playoffs last year? I think, I think they did. I think they might yeah, have. Yeah, I think they're a good team. I think that, yeah, they did. I remember they did, yeah. So I, I'm going to go Cleveland here. The next game, 730, is New York and the Bucks. What are y'all thinking? I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah. I'm going to take the Bucks in this one. I'm taking I'm taking the Bucks, but the Bucks are two and two right now. They yeah, are Dame struggling. Ha- Dame has struggled this week. I have him in fantasy, and he has just not been very. He's not putting up the points he, he needs is to. Not, he's putting up like yeah. 18 points. But last week he was putting up 45, like, 50. Yeah. On to the next game. It is Miami and Washington. What do y'all think? Honestly, I have dude because Miami, another team that's supposed to be good, and they're just not. One and four. What are they doing, dude? What are they doing? Honestly, I'm going to take Miami, but damn. Yeah. That's crazy. One and four. Our, uh, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to ride with Miami, too, on this one. I think, again, like I said about Boston, Miami's one of those teams that goes in barely 500 and then just goes in and does work in the playoffs. So I think maybe Jimmy Butler wants to win this in-season uh, tournament. I think that... He's going to want that title being the first, you know, in-season tournament champion. I think when things when games matter, Jimmy Butler's going to show up. So, oh, yeah. going to go with Jimmy here. The next game is Brooklyn and Chicago. What do y'all think? I mean, the Bulls, they still don't have Lonzo. And the Nets, I mean, the Nets have Ben Simmons, I guess, right? <laughs> um, honestly, I'll take the Nets. Yeah, did y'all see the uh, the meme about Ben Simmons that they're putting all his rebounds before his points, and you've never seen where they're putting yeah, up statistics yeah. where they're putting rebounds yeah. first? It should be interesting. I think that Brooklyn team is starting to be play a little bit better. Yeah. I know uh, Michael Bridges is pretty good. I have him in fantasy. That's why I know he's yeah. so good. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Brooklyn here. I think Chicago has just been a dumpster fire for the past two or three years. Dude, because they were supposed to be good last year yeah, and were. the year before. Yeah, with uh, but, DeRozan, yeah. But yeah, no. I don't know if DeRozan's going to stay around for this or for the foreseeable future. The next game also is Golden State and OKC. A very old team versus a very young team. What do y'all think? Golden State. I think I'll take Golden State yeah. because I like I like OKC. They have Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They have Josh Giddey. He's pretty good, but 
I'm gonna take Golden State, dude, because yeah. Curry is just yeah. I'm gonna he's go Curry. Side with experience on this one too, when it comes to uh, Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. A cl- I don't know. This could be really interesting. You know, maybe these players are like, I want to win this, and they start turning it on. And you yeah. know how Steph is when he's in. When it comes down to clutch moments, he's gonna drop 40 points. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. go with Golden State too. And all right, the next so, game Grizzlies. There's the uh, Mavs and Denver. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mavs Denver first. Yeah. So the Mavs. Obviously, this is going to be a tough matchup. This is yeah. the like the the champs, right? Oh, and the champs. Uh, there's 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 not enough uh, there's not enough on the Mavericks defense to stop Jokic. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. But as long as Kyrie and Luka just keep piling on the points, you know, we got we got other players that can that can also do well. You know, Hardaway. Honestly, I'm gonna take the Mavs on this one. Yeah, I think honestly, uh, actually, I don't agree. I think it's Denver. I think that. It's going to be tough to stop Jokic. Who's going to stop Jokic on Denver? Nobody. It's really, it, it really is just the Luka and Kyrie show in <laughs> Dallas. And I think that'll beat any other team. But when it comes to uh, Jokic, who's going to stop Jokic? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree, too, with the Denver Nuggets, especially because they are still a good team. They yeah. are still, um, what would you call it, a powerhouse in the NBA. Yeah. And the Mavs, they are undefeated, and they do have one of the better teams that I've seen in a good little while. But I think Denver is the more well-put-together team and has more talent. I agree. Uh, so, so we got the Grizzlies yeah, and the Trailblazers. Last, last game of the night. So, Grizzlies. I uh, mean, the Grizzlies are 0-5. And, and I was talking to my friend Clint. He's a um, he's a Grizzlies fan because of John Morant. He loves Jaw. And, I mean, look, they're five games into his, his suspension. Yeah. He's supposed to be suspended for 25 games. So 20 more left, right? I told him, dude, watch them go 0-25. <laughs> That's a very real possibility, yeah. too. They're just not doing very good at all. So I don't know, man. Yeah, what do y'all think? I'll probably go. I got Trailblazers. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably go Trailblazers. DeAndre Ayton is pretty good. I have another guy I have in fantasy, so yeah. I can kind of talk about it because I know how good he is. He's been doing really good. He's been leading that team. He really is the age on that team that, like, he's the leader of that team. I know Scoot's going to figure it out. I wanted Scoot because Scoot is just a big body guy. So I think Portland's going to win that. And for our final segment of the day, let's kind of talk about the MLB. I know the World Series happened, the Rangers won, yada, yada, yada. Who cares? The South Oklahoma Rangers won. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. All right, all but, right. But, yeah, so obviously they won. Corey Seager did really good, had a really good game. Obviously, I mean. Man, the, the Diamondbacks really didn't have a chance. They really so didn't. That did. Honestly, that was probably the easier walk to the, like, a World Series championship. Yeah, I, I knew, honestly, sure. I thought about it when the Astros we're playing the Rangers. Whoever won that game was going to well, win yeah, the World yeah. Series. That's, uh, oh, yeah. I, I kept saying that. I said, whoever wins the series is going to win the championship, and yeah. that's just it. But, I mean, so now we're in the offseason. Yeah. There's moves being there, there's moves that are going to start being made very soon. So I'll probably talk about kind of the team, obviously my team, the Astros. I know this is going to be a big year for Dana Brown. He He's come out and said that uh, Ryan Stanek, Martin Maldonado, Michael Brantley, and Phil Maton are all going to free agency. This is going to be his kind of like his story. If he can have a really great offseason and the Astros can have a really good season next year, he's going to solidify himself as a really good GM. But if he has a bad offseason, he might be on the hot seat. Also, they're, they're going to try and fi- fire a new, or hire a new manager. So it should be interesting. But I know Dusty retired, uh, and they're, they're looking at people. I think it should be Joe Espada. I think he's been there through all the championship runs, I think that uh, they also wanted the uh, the Braves third base coach. That could be interesting. I really like Joe Espada, I, but I know the uh, the Braves third baseman has really like a good chance of being manager. What do y'all think about kind of MLB offseason moves that should who happen? Do you, who do you think is on the move from Houston? Do you think anybody major is going to leave? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Kyle Tucker. He did have a horrible playoff run. Horrible. And, that, and this year was kind of the year that it's obviously his contract year. Yeah. You had to have a good year. You want that big, big, big contract like Jordan or Altuve who gets these major contracts and you have a, such a I bad I remember year like going that. to one of Kyle Tucker's first games a couple years ago when he yeah. played. Well, uh, I went to the Astros White Sox game. That was a pretty good game. That was one of Kyle Tucker's first games. And he, he looked really good. But. And he was good last year, the year before, you know. But like this year, that the playoffs was kind of yeah. dog for him. He they didn't do very him. good. And honestly, I think maybe you sign him to one year and see yeah. if he can bounce back and have a good year and earn that contract. Because I think the league kind of noticed that their star King Tuck would had a whole, what I think he went like two for twenty eight in the whole playoffs. So 
it should be pretty interesting. Any other off-season news you want to talk about? Uh, for me, I was reading earlier, and I saw that the of all teams. So before I go into it, I just want to say this real quick: that throughout sports, the one thing that I've always seen that's always the same is that when a team wins a championship, they try to keep everybody together. Yeah, and you see that in the NBA. You see that uh, in baseball. In football, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What kind of caught me off guard at first, but then I kind of read it a little bit, and I see that um, they'd be okay with losing this player is, and I can't pronounce his first name, but is but uh, Duran from the Rangers. Oh, uh, Johan Duran. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. See, it's it could be it's it should be interesting. I don't know. I think the Rangers are just I don't know. The Rangers are just like they got hot. Then it really is baseball. I think honestly, this would happen last year. The, the Astros got hot. Oh yeah. Jeremy Pena had a monster playoff run last oh, yeah. year. He did, he did almost nothing in the yeah. playoffs. I he think did honestly, terrible. when it comes to baseball playoffs, it's what team is hottest. And right, obviously, definitely. we saw with the Dolls Garcia, Corey Seager, they got hot right when they needed to, and they willed that team to win. Oh, I yeah. think if you get rid of players, you gotta get. It doesn't really matter because yeah. if you have a hot guy who's going right now, you have to just be like. What's going on right now yeah, with the team? I've heard uh, like coaches even say like uh, I've been around some baseball coaches and they say like once once they see like one of their 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 captains of the mm-hmm. team start really putting it out there, really hitting, really like getting hot at bat, it's contagious. Yeah, and it just it wills the whole team to want to do better and just dominate. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's what the problem with the Astros was was they really just they Altuve obviously was being Altuve, but they just kind of slowed down. You know, they they couldn't keep that maintain that that heat coming off that team and that's I mean Kyle Tucker should have stepped up yeah, you know you got you put yourself in that position Kyle Tucker has to step up and will that team Jordan can only do so much and you can start pitching around Jordan like they do with Barry Bonds you just start walking him he loses he loses that like will to hit he want, He doesn't want to hit anymore because he's just getting walked so I think that was really and the Rangers, if the Rangers lose that guy I mean he got cold and they, they didn't even put him on the roster the playoff roster yeah so I think really you have to keep the guys who are hot and if you don't keep the guys who are hot somebody else is going to have to step up yeah and one and a few of teams that I did see that they could possibly trade him to would be uh, the Red Sox and the White Sox and as well as the Brewers yeah that could be interesting yeah. I think that there's a lot of trades that I think this NLB offseason is going to be really interesting I think that the Padres team might collapse yeah they I did read about too that they were thinking about trading Soto which could clear up 30 million dollars in cap space yeah I think that team he might go to the Yankees but the, I the think, Yankees are one of the teams that yeah it's interesting. I think there's a lot of teams right now I this could be a really interesting offseason I think people are it's going to be a mashup I think unlike the trade deadline in the MLB last or this year Really didn't anything. Nothing really happened. So I think that this this off season, especially probably after the winter meetings, a lot of stuff is going to go down. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks well, for two. Oh wait, what? You wanna? Okay, real quick. Uh, let's address this. And uh, we don't really. I don't really watch hockey too much, either. right? No, but uh, NHL player Adam Johnson uh, passed away the other day. He. And they're looking into it. The police are looking into it because they're saying it looked intentional. He got like cut in the neck with it with one of the uh, skates. In the video, it does look intentional. It does like, the look guy intentional. His Lego. Yeah, he like karate kicks him. Mm. What do you think of that, Jacob? I don't know. I that guy was the most penalized, like you guys just said. I yeah. think it looked like he did. Maybe he wasn't trying to do it. Like obviously he wasn't trying to like kill somebody. Kill like somebody. That. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. But maybe he was trying to slice him a little bit. I don't. I don't know. Like the like dirty moves. To, yeah. Like I don't know dirty moves in hockey. I know dirty moves in football. But yeah. like I, I just. I don't know. Maybe but it's he was. just tragic, man. Like yeah, it really seeing is a player yeah, die yeah, like that. And he skated. Like he skated off the the ice yeah. while bleeding out, yeah. dude. And it was terrible. That's just one of those things you can't stop. It, yeah. You hit, like somebody's juggler like that, it's gonna be tough to stop. Oh yeah. All right, All right. guys. So. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This was episode three of the CJM Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Daniels, with... Chris Olivares. And Matthew Roberts. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you.